having a white Christmas over here. It's very cute. Um, I think it's very apropos because if anything, we want this year to just end. We just really want it to end. I'm ready for it to be Christmas. I'm drinking Pinot Grigio out of a Christmas wine glass just to bring in the spirit. It's I, hot as hell outside. So it does it's not disgusting. feel like disgusting. I'm disturbed. I'm really offended, honestly. If anything, I'm no, no. It's offended. a. It, there's a really great um, like scene from an old King of the Hill episode. Well, I guess all King of the Hill episodes are old. But at um, this point, yes. Yeah. Uh, where they go to Arizona and they get out of the car and Peggy looks at Bobby and she goes, this state is a shrine to man's arrogance. That's literally us. <laughs> and I, every time I hear that, I think like, yeah, why would you live here? Why would you live here? But I love it. I'm never leaving. We're crazy oh, no, it's perfect. I, don't, I wouldn't go anywhere else. So there's clearly a voice missing today on our history happy hour. Elizabeth had to work late and we've been having a week. I know we took a break last Thursday um, to release our full length episode and uh, just been kind of like taking a load off because it's been a crazy week. So we were just like, you know what? The show must go on. I truly couldn't agree more. It's the happy been... hour must happen. Happy yeah. hour must happen. <laughs> and boy, do we have a story today. I can't wait. So like, who's the gal? Who's the gal? Who's Today's the gal, gal is, drumroll please, Harriet Tubman. Well, she didn't free the slaves. No, she didn't. <laughs> she, that's right. She didn't. Wait, honestly, side note before we get into it, <laughs> that video of Kanye, which first of all, speaking of mental health, true thoughts and prayers brought to Kanye. I really am like actually concerned about him. He's a human being mm -hmm. and I'm worried about him. I really hope he's okay. Truly. But when he said Harriet Tubman didn't free the slaves, there is this one like video on the internet, and it's clearly like a black woman taking the, the video. She's like, "All right, y'all, we getting out of here now." Yes. She, goes, she goes, "All right, now." She's like, "All right, now, we leaving. We leaving." It's my favorite thing in the I world. Died. I was like, "This is all of us with 2020, though." 2020 keeps saying and doing ridiculous things, and we're all like, "All right, we're leaving now." Yeah, I learned in the public's checkout line that he and Kim are not living together right now. I don't blame her. I don't blame no, her, I don't but either. I feel sad. Like, but honestly, that to me was always an odd, it was an odd match. I mean, him matched with anyone to me is odd, but maybe yeah. I, I really like Kim Kardashian. I do I like her. I actually do too. I have no like issues with the Kardashian clan. Same. They know what they're doing. They're, they're living working their the system. Right. They're, yeah, truly. Like, I mean, they, they have it. They do nothing. They but they've nothing. got it figured out. Right. And they've given us so many taglines. Like, when my husband is annoying me, I'll literally just be like, literally, you are being so rude. And then he, like, <laughs> wants to kill me. He's like, please stop. He says he cannot listen to them talk. He'd rather eat glass than, like, oh, listen to them. Kyle he feels the same them. way anytime I watch, like, a Housewives. Oh. He, oh, yeah. Yeah. He looked at me one time, and he was like, if you just want to watch white women get drunk, we can hang out with your family. And you're like, <laughs> let's do that, too. And I'm like, let's yeah, do it we can and do that. And let's watch Housewives. So anyways, but I do, I, and in all seriousness, um, I'm glad that we're doing Harriet Tubman because I feel like I don't actually think I've read about or learned about Harriet Tubman since like maybe middle school. 
Because yeah. you don't really do, I mean, you get to high school and it's like government and world history and like you do U.S. history, but there's not a lot of focus as we fall um, discussed in recent mm-hmm. like months. There's not a lot of focus on like black history. No. Um, it's always Even very though we've given them a whole month, on. we've been like, you get February, but yeah, after that. Yeah, it's like brief in the schools and then you kind of move on. And so it's not yes. really anything that I feel like I really retained. And so I'm very excited to hear about her. For sure. I could not agree more. Um, I like I concur 100 um, percent. But our first fact about Harriet Tubman, not her real name. Oh, I was going to say I love the name Harriet. So boo. I actually do love the name Harriet. Uh, her OG name is Araminta Ross. Araminta. Araminta. It I'm hoping I'm saying bit, that correctly. It sounds a little bit like a mouthwash. Yeah, a little bit like a mouthwash. Maybe that's why she changed it to Harriet. But or a little bit like a British that. socialite. Like, yeah. Like, this is Bubbles, Parker, Harrington, and, and Araminta. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a little bit like that. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so she was born in Dorchester County, Maryland. Um, she was the daughter of Harriet Green and Benjamin Ross. Um, the exact date of her birth is unknown. Historians estimate it to be anywhere from 1820 to 1822. Given that she was a slave, there was no, like, they just didn't feel compelled to keep track of that the way we would right. be like, all right, write it down in the family Bible. So-and-so yeah. was born. Yeah, we did. I mean, they just were like, ah, look, another child that is money. Here she, so. here she came. All right, exactly. let's go. Um, around five years old, uh, her master started renting her out to uh, neighboring plantations. Ugh. Um, yeah, to, it, it's not, it's not like, like, I mean, it's, I, mean, uh, I know, but it's, I know it is, it is what it was. The whole thing is, uh, yeah, I mean, it's more, it's more than, uh, it's, it's more way than, uh, more than that. It's more than, uh, it doesn't get like, um, it never gets it, easier to hear though. No, it know. doesn't. I was just gonna say, it doesn't get easier to hear. It doesn't, mm-hmm. it feels worse. It feels worse saying out loud now, I think, than it ever has before. I agree. I agree. Um, and it should. It is good, yeah. Um, it's healthy Yeah. that we are, like, um, coming to this conclusion. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so to neighboring homes, at that young of an age and being a girl, you would have been a domestic servant. Um, she served as a nursemaid. Serving as a nursemaid, she, for one particular family, um, anytime the baby would cry, they would just beat the crap out of her. So, like, she would be whipped so anytime like the baby she, would cry. So, like, if a baby cry... I was with my friend today. Babies just cry, though. Oh, yeah. But, and my friend has a baby. Sorry, that was not, like, I <laughs> forgot to mention. My friend has a three-month-old, and she needed to work out with my other friend. And they were like, do you want to come work out? And I was like, I don't. But I will come over and babysit while you guys work out. So, yeah. I held the baby and fed the baby and burped the baby, and the baby napped on me. But the babies just cry a lot. They do. And... It's their only form of communication. Let's Correct. be real. So yeah. they could be crying for a number of reasons. Yeah. Um, mm. So yeah, she would be whipped anytime the baby would cry. Mm. Um, by 12, she was, by 12, she was like, I'm fed the fuck up with this system. Right. And she actually intervened on her master trying to whip another slave man for an attempted escape. Huh. In the process, she was hit upside the head with a two pound weight. Oh. Um, fracturing her skull and she went on to have like terrible migraines and narcolepsy for the rest of her life oh my gosh um and she would even say about the event 
Uh, the weight broke my skull. They carried me to the house, all bleeding and fainting. I had no bed, no place to lie down at all. And they laid me on the seat of the loom and I stayed there all day and the next. And I don't know if you're familiar with a loom. That's the thing that you use to make like yarn? Yeah, you would take wool okay. and you would like, like wrap it together. The but the seat, seat is like hard wood, right? It's hard wood and it's like super narrow to like keep you upright so you're moving things. Right. Like correct. Like it's like this thin. Yeah, not, it's not comfortable. No. No. Mm. Not comfortable. Um, in 1840, her father is set free and it's at this time that Harriet learned um, that her mother's original owner's last will and testament was to have her mother's family, like her mother and her children, set free upon his death. Well, the mom's current owner was like, well, I'm not going to acknowledge that. Yeah. And um, ends up keeping her and the children enslaved. So so the previous uh, owner wanted them freed. That was fairly. Why didn't he just free them himself? Because it was sort of like, I'm dead. I probably have no heirs to inherit the property. So once I'm gone and my wife are gone, there's no And he no sold longer... them his property at the end of the day. It's not Correct. like he was there's... like a nice guy for doing this. It, yeah, kind yeah. of. Um, yeah, it's a little bit like, well, now that I'm dead, I don't need you anymore. So yeah. go be a human. If you feel like it. If you feel like it. But yeah. probably not. Yeah. Um, so uh, when she's in her 20s, she enters into a marital union of sorts. It was illegal for slaves to get married. Um, and that had been it was a law. Illegal. It was illegal? It, it was illegal for slaves oh, okay. to be legally okay. married. Okay. And oh. that had been a law from the time of, like, the colonies. Okay. So, um, but she actually has entered into a union with a freedman um, named John Tubman. Uh, slaves were not allowed to marry, so it was super frowned upon. Um, and it was even more so frowned upon by, like, her owners that she was in a union with someone who was free. Okay. However, their children would have been slaves. So she was a slave, her husband was free, and their children were slaves. Yes, because she was a slave. So strange, okay. Yeah, it. I don't, I don't understand. I guess I never really realized. Now, I'm going to sound really dumb. Mm. I'm just going to put that out there. No, you're fine. When was slavery abolished again? So what slavery year? was abolished um, in 1865. So you could be a free slave before slavery was abolished. I didn't realize Yeah, so there's a good chance that after his master died or whatever, or he, like, lived out a sentence and he was freed. I didn't realize this was a thing. Okay. Mm -hmm. So this is new new information for me. Yeah, but so that actually ends up changing. Okay. Um, Not so much, like, changing, but things are put into place that sort of stop that from happening. Okay. Um. So uh, it is upon entering in this union that she adopts the name Harriet Tubman. Mm -hmm. um, and all of that aside, the marriage is absolute trash. Oh, no. Yeah, her husband sucks. Uh, he, they would get into arguments, and he would threaten to sell her further south. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, and that was, like, a big thing. So um, I recently listened to the podcast 1619. Um, which I is love that, it. it was, was, did you recommend that to me? Was it you? No, it was know. Evan. Evan Evan recommended this podcast to me. Oh my gosh, it's so good. So it was I amazing. clearly retained very little because I just asked you what year slavery was abolished. But I'm not good with dates and stuff. You know me. I never did great in history. I always got like a solid C in the history classes. I was like, I'm I'm doing it. That's but okay, because I can't it. do math like at all. Well, there so. you go. <laughs> <laughs> like, so like I clearly didn't retain like 
hard facts from this podcast. But yes, everyone needs to go listen to this podcast. It's so good. It's also very soothing in a way. Like her voice. Her very, voice. Like, yes. Her voice chill. was, I listened to Loved it. Loved it. I guess it wasn't that recently. It would have been like a month or two ago. Um, no, it was a couple months ago for me as well. Yeah, I would say it was a couple months ago. It's not I a good recently, one to like run to. It's not motivating if you're running, but it's really no, good if you're cleaning I your house. I re-listened to it a few weeks ago when we were going up to Jacksonville for a birthday yes. party. Good road um, trip. Yes, podcast. because her voice is so soothing. Yeah. But there's, uh, at the end of an episode, uh, a black poet does a spoken word bit about um, slaves going from more northern states like Maryland, Virginia, North Carolina, mm -hmm. and being sold deeper south. So that was the thing. You didn't want to go farther south to yeah, work in cotton fields because can, it was yeah, more laborious. So it was yeah. hotter. Yeah. So that was a threat to, you know, I will sell you farther south. Mm. That was mm -hmm. like a known, you didn't, like, you did not want to go to the deep south. Yeah. Um, I mean, you probably didn't want to be working on some tobacco plantation in Maryland either, but of the of the comparison of the comparison that yeah. was more brutal was, hard labor correct yes yeah um so yeah so her husband total scumbag now that she's armed with this information that he sucks and the fact that her two younger brothers benjamin and henry are about to be sold she hatches a plan to escape she's like we're getting out of here yeah so on september 17th 1849 harriet and her two brothers um, escape Maryland, but mid journey, her brothers were actually like, no, thanks. Not worth it. Not trying to get captured and have the shit beaten out of me. So we're just going to go back and act like this never happened. Oh, and she's um, like, but, I'm still going to go. Yeah. But Harriet was like, okay, well, fuck you guys. I'm going to keep going. So she yeah. travels the 90 miles North, um, to Pennsylvania and she settles in Philadelphia and she's free. So, so she can just escape because because slavery wasn't a thing in Philadelphia? So slavery was illegal everywhere north of the Mason-Dixon. Oh, duh. Okay, yes. this is coming back to me now. Yes, so she's free. And if you think, so you have to look at, um, so like Maryland, Virginia, Pennsylvania, they're all like really kind of. I think of them as being northern, but I know they were technically south of yes. the Mason-Dixon line. Yes. Yeah. Um, but they're, so like northern Virginia and northern Maryland are super close to Pennsylvania. Like 90 right. miles isn't that far. That's like, no. that's like, you know, someone in like Jacksonville driving to Orlando. Yeah. Super close. Um, so she ends up settling in Philly. She gets a job as a housemaid, um, but she's super not satisfied. She realizes that she was able to make this escape um, with help from conductors on the Underground Railroad. Okay. So they were referred to as, you know, conductors and... For those who may not know, the Underground Railroad was a, not a railroad, <laughs> was a not railroad, um, but it was a, a secret um, collection of safe houses and um, businesses, places that were stretched all the way from, you know, the super far north, you know, Maine, even Canada, all the way down to Texas, Louisiana. And that it was would, basically like, you just have to make it to the next checkpoint. You're safe. You can rush and you Absolutely. You just have yeah. to make it to the next checkpoint. And they would use the stars as a map. Wow. So they would constantly follow the Great North Star. Um, it was very common um, in slave culture to use the story of Moses as a means of sort of mm -hmm. like, you know, transferring secret information um, about the Underground Railroad from person to person. Yeah. Um, and Harriet Tubman was actually referred to as Moses. That was like her code name because she was so good at what she did. 
so yeah, so she's like, I made it up here. These people helped me. I'm going to become a conductor of sorts. Um, so she returns to Maryland. She ends up getting her niece and her niece's children and bringing with them to Philly. Um, she tries to bring her husband north, but fun fact, he's remarried. And he's like. I was like, going to say, why did she go back for him if he was such well, a piece of shit? Yeah, yeah, he was. But I guess, you know, uh, we've known girls who've loved pieces of shit. That's true. I've loved a piece of shit one time. So. I have too. Yeah. It is That's what it true. Is. You did. I remember. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. <laughs> so fair enough. It's, yeah. Um, so he, she tries to bring him back. And, uh, um, but so he has a new wife. And I wrote this um, and I thought it was pretty funny. Who probably doesn't know he's, and then it says in parentheses to be said like John Ralphio, the worst. <laughs> <laughs> proud of myself when I did that oh, last yes. night <laughs> um so, <laughs> I thought that was good that so, was really good circling back to the free slaves and free states in 1850 uh congress passes the fugitive slave act of 1850 okay. stating that if a any freedman who was once a slave any slave that has escaped to the north can be captured and resold back into slavery. Even if they're captured, even where slavery is illegal? Correct. Because they are fugitives. Yeah. So that's what the movie 12 Years a Slave is about. So I never watched it. Oh, it's very good. Um, I should watch it. I haven't watched it yet. I want to watch that and I want to watch, I want to watch, is it, thir- no, I heard. Oh, 13 very good. 13 I heard is good and something about mercy with my my man. Oh, just mercy, also good. Yeah. Um 13 with years of Michael, Michael B Jordan. Mm. Oh, I love him. He might uh, I don't know, he might be my favorite. Oh my god, he's so Really? Cool. That's a good favorite to have. Well, him and so Nick Cannon is like my other Oh. I love Nick. You don't like Nick Cannon? Oh, I love Nick Cannon. Well, you heard what he said, right? What did he say? Oh, oh no, maybe I don't like Nick, him anymore. Nick Cannon, I'm not made, up. Nick Cannon made some sketchy comments about the about the Jewish population. Oh, did he really? Oh yeah. Oh, then he's out of my list. Mm-hmm. Shit, I used to just really like his like. Um, I liked that he was like on Nickelodeon. And I, I mean, I've liked Nick Cannon since I was a baby, but also, if he is anti-Semitic, then he's out. So that's a deal breaker for me. He he tried to do the whole thing where he's like, "That's not me." Like, I don't actually believe that. And was like, "Then why did you say it, then bro? Why did you say it, man? Yeah, and he didn't have an answer. Ah, shit. Well, yeah. Moving on to Michael B. Jordan. I can be me and Michael can be happy together. It's fine. Yeah, love Michael B. Jordan. I'm oh, also oh. happily married, but it's fine. <laughs> and Twelve Years a Slave. The main character is Kira Knightley's husband in Love Actually. Oh, he's cute too. Yes. Yes. Very handsome. Indeed. But I'm also, I'm always a little sad for him because. Oh, because his her. wife kisses his best friend in the street yeah, in front of the house on Christmas Eve? Of, yeah. yeah. All of that makes me sad. All of that makes me sad inside. I love when I was a kid. I was like, it's so sweet. Now I'm as, as an adult, I'm just like, that's not ideal. Literally same. Like as a kid, I was like, aww. And now as an adult, I'm like, that is some fucked up shit. Truly. In front of their house and on that's Christmas Eve? Saying it's Bro. carol singers? Bro. Who does that? Bro. Yeah. She just like it, uh and also you can hear the background music. Like it's mm-hmm. not just an a cappella group. I can't I could do this all day long. I can't. I can't. Mm-hmm. I hate it. Yeah. Anyways. Anyways, yeah. So um the Fugitive Slave Act, so they can be captured and re enslaved. Um, so this is about to make her conducting job. For those who can't see, I'm doing air quotes on conducting <laughs> because it's not actually a conductor. Because it's not an actual railroad. Railroad conductor. Railroad. You have to imagine the air quotes. 
Um, so uh, it's going to make her job much harder, and it forces her to move people all the way into Canada, where slavery is just straight illegal. They should have stayed there. <laughs> well, I guess they yeah. did, probably. I think a lot of them, after the Civil War, came back oh, because no. they were like, oh, it's okay again, and then they settled, like they just stayed up north. I mean, it wasn't, oh, it wasn't okay. It wasn't okay. I've got to stop air floating. <laughs> this is not. <laughs> um, they thought maybe it would be okay. I don't know. Yeah. They I'm had sure their they reasons. were like, everything's going to be fine now. Yeah. And they stepped back on American soil and they were like, I guess it's fine. We need to get a time machine and just go back and be like, no. Listen, stay in Canada. They say words weird. We understand. They put gravy on fries. I we'll end up liking gonna... that in 20 years. Holy shit. I was just going to say, but they have poutine. Just stay where you are. Yeah. Literally, I love mm, gravy, cheese, all the things in my French fries every oh, day. Oh, I do, too. I do, too. So good. Um, so she has As start, we were uh, saying. She gets some new rules. Uh, okay. We travel only at night. We go all the way to Canada. She, um, oh, and she would so only travel that, they in. were not, they were traveling during the day as well. They don't travel during the day anymore. Yeah. Anymore, but they were. But okay. they were. Um. They travel only at night, and they would only travel in, like, fall and winter when the days were short. So they would have more night okay, that makes to sense. move by. Yes. Which makes things difficult because they would have to cross bodies of water a lot of times. And they would, like, cold. hide in bodies of water. Mm, yeah, mm. cold. And maybe frozen. And maybe frozen. Um, so she starts carrying a gun for her protection. Good for her. I'm and- all about this. Yes, and as a means of like encouraging her passengers, because they'd be like, "I'm tired. I got, I like, I've got to stop." And she'd be like, "No, no, we don't stop for shit. I have a firearm. I have a firearm. We moving." And we um, should take a moment to say, women with guns that know how to use them for their self protection are bad bitches, and I wish I was one of them. Um, I sh- if anyone here should know how to use a gun, it's me, and I'm bad at it. I haven't shot a gun in a really long time, but I'm like dying to go to a shooting range learn how to use a firearm, get certified, and, like, own my own firearm. The next time you're in Jacksonville, if I'm there, my dad will take Let's us. Let's go. Your dad. I was just going to say that. Your dad is the perfect person to take us. Yeah. It'd be so fun and also responsible for us to learn how to use a firearm if it was ever something that we wanted to have. Oh, yeah. He'd That's break it all point. down for you and everything. Yeah. It would be very – yeah. He's good at it. Anyways, I think women that own guns and know how to use them for protection are bad bitches. I could so not So Harriet Tubman is a bad bitch. Yeah, she is. Oh, and she goes so far as to, uh, if your baby was crying and wouldn't stop crying, she would, like, uh, like Benadryl the baby. I mean, we have to do what we have to do. Yeah. So, like, crying babies and screaming toddlers, she would just, like, drug them and be like, well, now they're not crying anymore. They're Care not your crying child. anymore. It's fine. Yeah. She'd be like, trust me, this is worth it. <laughs> I gave them a sedative. You must be free. 100%. Yeah. yeah. She was like, we will do this by any means possible. We will figure it out. She is so good at her job of freeing slaves. That there is a $40,000 bounty on her head if she is captured or killed. What is that in today's money? That's a lot of money. That's a lot in today's money. Let's speculate here. That is... um, I'm going to look it up. What year was it? And you can keep going and I'm going to look it up. Let's say like 1860. Okay. Keep going. I'm going to look this up. Uh, She was never caught or captured and she never lost a passenger. That's insane. Yeah. Um, oh, and her, so her knowledge of the backwoods of the South and the various roads leading into and out of plantations allowed her to become the leading scout for the Union Army during the Civil War. So 
she essentially joins the U, like the Union military. She becomes the head of a wildly successful espionage network providing crucial intelligence to Union commanders about Confederate supply routes and where swaths of troops were stationed. Forty thousand dollars in 1860 is basically equal to 1.25 million dollars. Holy shit! She was a wanted woman. Yes, yeah, she was. One point one one thousand one million two hundred and eighty thousand dollars. Holy crap! Yeah, it's a lot. All right, Harriet. All right, Harriet, you bad bitch. Yeah. By disguise, bad self. Yeah, truly. <laughs> By disguising herself as an old slave woman, she would ask other slaves out and about in southern towns what they knew about troops stationed around their plantations and what they would hear their masters discussing in regards to like supply lines and um like movement like roots of movement oh so she like went out in public disguised yeah she would dress up as like a little old lady all i could think of when i read when i read that and i don't know why was the scene in the robin hood with the foxes where he dresses up like an old blind man he's like alms for the poor oh my god i was picturing the children from little rascals dressed up oh, dressed as an and then going man. into a bank going into a bank uh what's the number for nine one one? Um, huh. oh, uh, so with this information, she actually would help liberate hundreds of enslaved people and would help to form the Black Union troops. What is the so, Black Union troops? So, um, there were all Black regiments within the Union Army. Okay. And a lot of those, like, regiments were comprised of slaves that she had freed. Oh, got it. Yeah. Okay. Um, there's a movie about that, uh, Glory. Very good. Denzel Another Washington, one. I need to. Matthew I Broderick. really, I really do need to be better about my, um, my like Black History cinema watching. I'm reading a book right now called How to Be an Anti Racist. It's oh, really we good. Read that. Yeah. You, so I, <laughs> you went to the University of Florida. I almost didn't buy it because the guy that wrote it, as you know, was a UF professor. Hmm. Did you know this? Yes. Yeah. So I was like, oh, should I, should I buy it? And then I was like, I need to get over myself. The rivalry is not that important. Just buy the damn book. The rivalry is not that important. So anyways, it's very good. It's very well written. So that's what I've been focusing on right now is reading this book. Um, but yeah, I need to get back on my like uh, black cinema. Yeah, we actually had a, um, we read it for like a bunch of us read it for junior league and we had like a round table discussion about it and it was oh, that's like a good idea. super effective mm. um, because we're a rather homogenous group and we're trying to change that. Yeah, I want to, after I finish this, I want to find a really good book on white fragility because I'm starting to encounter this and it's like, mm. I want to be able to discuss it with people in a way that's like empathetic and understanding of like where they're coming from in a way and like being gentle and like loving with people, but also like have the facts, you know, and yeah. I just don't have the facts. And I think that this other book is like helping you know, with having the right facts and being able to discuss. Absolutely. People, to but, sort of give that tough love kind of. Yeah. It's like tough love, but like, have you thought about this or like, and also just like understanding because you're not going to change people. No, you're really not. It sucks. But like people that are that way already, like I'm not going to necessarily be the one to change them. I can speak up. I can say like what I think and I'm going to put it out there, but absolutely. It's just, ugh. you know, <laughs> no, it's hard. I totally understand. It's, it's very it's hard. Tough. But yeah, if you if you find a good book on that too, let me know. So. I will. It's actually, it's something that I'm looking 
wanting to read into like it's so also. common it's like why should i feel bad because i'm white and i'm like I, I can't i i don't have the the right knowledge to explain to you why that's not what this is about yeah and i might not be the person to, yeah no i totally get it yeah um so anyways black so yeah, union so, soldiers something yeah so she uh, so there were like i said all black regiments um and a lot of those were comprised of slaves that she had freed yeah um, however, it would take well over 30 years for the United States government to acknowledge her for her military contributions and service. Of course. Despite the fact that she is widely considered to be the first woman ever to serve in the United States military in any capacity. I didn't know that. Yeah. I actually found that, um, I got that fact off of, uh, the, the Women's History Museum That's website. really cool. Yeah. Um, so after the war, she remarries a man named Nelson Davis. He's a former slave, and he's a veteran of the Civil War. Um, they settle on lands that Harriet buys herself. Because she got the dough. Absolutely. <laughs> in Auburn, New York, and they adopt a young girl named Gertie. Love the oh, name Gertie. I love it. Right? I also love Harriet. Why do I love all the grandma names? I don't Gertie know. Gertie and Harriet? Oh, they sound like fun people. Martha, Ruth. I love them all. <laughs> oh, oh, I love Ruth. I love Ruth. Love it. Um, I wonder sometimes if Brandon and I have two daughters, if we might name one Ruth. I think oh. I could sell it. He used to say no, but I think I could sell him on it if I was like, but RBG. Oh, that would. We'd, and then I sure. think he and then I think he'd be like, all right, maybe she's a bad bitch. I'd be like, <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, I pray for RBG on like an almost daily basis. Me too. I'm like really stressed out about it. Yeah, her. she's like in and out of the hospital all the time and it really freaks me out. It's like her and then Diane Reams. Oh. They're both so fragile. Truly. Diane, are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> Diane, we know you're listening. We just want to know you're okay. I know. I am listening. Are you right? Um, so uh, her later life is just as amazing as her time as a conductor on the Underground Railroad. Um, so despite remaining illiterate, oh, yeah, never learned how to read. Don't let that hold you back. How can, how, I mean, that's, that's truly, so you knew how intelligent she was then. Yes. Like, that is incredible. Amazing. Um, she toured the nation preaching the importance of women's suffrage mm-hmm. and worked alongside Susan B. Anthony, the least problematic of all of the uh, suffragettes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, in 1869, she opened the Harriet Tubman home for aged and indigent colored people. That was weird to say, but that is what it's called. <laughs> um, <laughs> I believe you. Where she... Where she cared for aging black freedmen, um, she could count on other. She could count other leading abolitionists like Frederick Douglass, Thomas Garrett, and Martha Coffin Wright as friends and colleagues. Um, in 1911, Harriet's deteriorating health forced her to move into her namesake home for the aging, and just two years later, she died of pneumonia on March oh. 10, 1913. Wow. Um, they think that her health began to rapidly deteriorate after she underwent a brain surgery to help. Um, her injury that she got when she was a kid oh, okay. um, but she was just so old that she probably couldn't like really come back out of it yeah and her health deteriorated really really quickly oh yeah that's really tough i agree do we know whatever happened to her kids like what like who's her lineage so she would have been a great grandmother to somebody right that's alive now like that's like our age wouldn't she be a great or no? She would be a, a great, 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 probably. Oh, great, great. Okay. Um, she did bring her children with her. She went first 
and then okay. she came back for them. Mm. Um, for the ones that she did have um, in slavery. So she had two that she she left and then came back for them when she asked her husband, you know, like, come with me. And he's like, nah, I, I got this new wife. And she was just like, all right, whatever. Like, fuck you. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So she did bring her children and they they did stay from what I could tell. They stayed in that upstate New York area. Um, they probably, and this is just speculation, never wanted to go back down south ever again. No, I, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I would not, no thank you. No thank you. So, and I don't know if you got any research on this, but I'm just wondering, because I didn't, I didn't realize that the Underground Railroad was a thing before she joined. Yeah, so it's actually a very common misconception that she invented it. It had been around since, like, the 19th century, so since the 1700s. Do we know who started it and how it was started? There's, there's no real like, uh, hey, I'm Bob from so and so, and I'm gonna like start documented. this. Correct. Yeah. yeah, it was just sort of this. Um, people, people in the South who felt that this wasn't the right thing to do. There were small pockets of them, and I think they kind of only knew about each other, but they had to sort of keep that belief secret. Yeah. Um because it would have made them social pariahs, essentially. So these were, some of them were white people then? Absolutely. No? Oh, oh, okay. Absolutely, yeah. Um, these were most likely white landowning people who had the capability of putting them somewhere and hiding them until it was, like, safe to move on. Wow. Yeah. But yes, it's a very common misconception that she started it. Um, but she, it's sort of like the... Um, it like, reminds me a lot of, like, the people that would hide the Nazis, Yes. That's what it makes me think of. It's very similar to that. Um, Yeah, these were a lot of them. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. When I just said Nazis, I really meant the Jews. No. Your Apple (laughs) Watch. Your Apple Watch. Yeah, hiding the Nazis. Absolutely. I just heard heard your Siri go, I'm not sure I understand. I'm like, yes, Siri. I'm sorry. I said the wrong thing. (laughs) I've had two two glasses of Christmas wine. I'm on my third. And I meant (laughs) the people that hide the Jewish people from the Nazis. No one was hiding. I assume no one was hiding Nazis. Or even, if we're going farther back, uh, the people that would hide Catholics from, or I'm sorry, that would hide, yeah, Catholics, Catholics or Protestants, depending on who was in charge at the time in England. Oh, that's right, because there was a big, mm-hmm. yeah, because didn't the Catholics at that time think the Protestants were like, they thought they were, um, what's the word that they would eat, like pagans, um, well, they didn't think they were pagans, but they were just like, they're devil people. They thought, yeah, kind of. Um, <laughs> they. Yeah, it's crazy. It's very interesting because... What I, in my, in my many learnings, I've come to find that the big issue between the Protestants and the Catholics stems from the fact that the Protestants don't like that the Catholics believe they're, like, actually drinking and eating the blood of Christ. Like, like the Protestants are like, y'all know it's just a metaphor, right? And the Catholics are like, no, we pretend it's real. And they were like, um, okay. And then they were like that offended by that. Yeah, and they were like, well, you guys are crazy and superstitious and we're not cool with that. And the Catholics are like, oh, I'm sorry. Don't judge me. My ability to have to, like, stand up and down all the time and, like, 
Well, it's so funny because like I've been to Catholic ceremonies. I went to a Catholic. I think it was, I, I assume it was Catholic. I was in, um, where was I? I want to say I was in Europe at some point and I don't remember which country I was in. Maybe it was Spain. I don't know. I went to a church ceremony. Maybe it was when I was in Budapest with Evan. I'm not really sure. And it was a lot of standing and sitting and standing and sitting. And That's like whatever. Super, that is Catholic, yes. And it was so pretty, though. I don't know if we were welcome there then, if we were Catholic. But... No, I mean, I will, I will say, having been raised Catholic. Yeah, because I was going to um, say, you were raised, because you did confirmation. You did the whole nine, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, and it's um, it's interesting. I mean, I'm, like, a fairly lapsed Catholic at this point. But yeah. um, I think everyone in our generation is taking whatever denomination they were in. Like Brandon and I were both raised Presbyterian, but at this point we're totally non-denominational. Oh, for sure. We go we to are... a Methodist church. We love our church, whatever. But we're just like, I mean, if you're a Christian, that's cool. If you're not a Christian, that's cool. Like no one's judging each other. We just do what we feel. Absolutely. I think our um, parents' generation was way more like traditionalist and they just felt the need to like keep Yeah. That. And I, I just remember like growing up, especially being in – Georgia and the interesting fact mm-hmm. about Georgia is they do have a large Catholic population because they, they were settled by mostly Scotch Irish immigrants. It's like all Catholic, Catholic, um, Catholic and Baptist. Absolutely, that's, that's pretty that's much like all, it is. all of it. Yes, um, and like always, people asking you like, "Oh, where do you go to church?" And like, that's just not a question we ask anymore. Yeah, um, which I'm ha- I'm okay with. I'm okay. Yeah, with I'm that. fine with it. I'm fine yeah. with that. Um, but the standing up and sitting down and standing up and sitting down. Um, was definitely a means of, like, old-school Catholic control. Yeah. Interesting. But, like, there's some standing up and sitting down a lot in the Episcopalian, which is Protestant. Which is just Catholic light. So Episcopalianism is essentially Anglicanism, which is Catholic without being Catholic. Interesting. But but those are both branches of Protestantism? They are Protestants. Because it's Catholic and then everything else, right? Yes. So it's Catholics (laughs) and then you are – and then Protestantism. So Protestantism – Presbyterianism, Methodism, Baptists, um, Episcopalian, Calvinism, Unitarian, like all of that. Anything that was protesting, Protestant, the Catholic Church. Huh. Fascinating. We should do a history happy hour on that. I know it's not as much female-centric, but it would be really interesting just to hear about, like, the history of, like, what happened. I think it is really... It's weird to think about. Like, it's all basically the same idea, and it just, like, exploded. It is all, yeah, and the... Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so, is basically the summary of every single denomination. And we're all reading the same Bible. Essentially, yes. Essentially. We're all reading the same Bible. Yeah. I mean, unless you're being annoying and you're reading a King James Bible, which, like, goes to to decipher. I mean, good for you, but that is the Shakespeare of Bibles. I mean, you really got to figure that shit out. It's really hard, man. It's hard. And I know that, like, when King James was like, all the people of England will have copies of the Bible, and this is how it's going to be written. And then he sent it out that way, and people were like, yay, thank you, King James. <laughs> but now I'm reading it, and I'm just like, hmm. It's hard. I'm like, I just, tricky. I just need this in plain terms, please. It's already hard enough to understand. Literally. Also, we own, like, an absurd amount of Bibles, and I don't know where they came from. Oh, my God. You know what else? You know what else? I love yes. the tangents right now. I'm dying. Um <laughs> I would like a new Bible for myself, right? What do I do with my old Bible? My best friend texted me about this a month ago. She goes, I'm trying to get rid of this Bible. I got a new Bible. What do I do with my Bible? You I can't throw it away. You can't throw it away. Do I give it to a, I mean, I guess you give it to a library or you can donate it maybe, but it's like, I don't know. 
I don't know. Mine's still sitting on my bookshelf. I haven't figured out what to do with it yet. I have, I think I have three or four. Yeah, you just start collecting them because you yeah. get, like, you have your children's Bible and then you get your, like, teen woman's Bible. Mm-hmm. And then my Bible I have now is from, like, when I turned, like, 23. And I was like, I need this, like, a young woman's Bible. It's like, now I'm pushing 30. Yeah, I am like, I need, a, I need a big-ass adult Bible. <laughs> this bitch went, ready for the real thing. I went through a phase where I was like, I'll do devotionals every day. Listen, me and Brandon bought, and this is terrible, we bought a, um, we bought a devotional book. For, like, married couples. Oh. Oh, we have not opened that thing. <laughs> I mean, we're, like, once a week, we're going to do it, and it's going to be, it's just 10 minutes, and, like, we'll do it together. Like, we will eventually. Try, I mean, the thing doesn't say, like, start on January 1st. It's just, like, day one. So, I'm, like, day one could be tomorrow. I mean, day, like, yeah, eventually. Yeah, day one could be any day. Eventually, we will do it. We bought it with the intention of doing it, but, yeah, it's hard. I love that everyone for the first time is probably listening being like, oh, this podcast is done by a bunch of Christian women. I would have not known this because we're so like, yeah, we're we're like, oh, and by the way, fuck you. Yeah. (laughs) We're just normal, everyday, non-annoying Christians. Yeah. Which I like to think is what most people should be. Should be. Right. Should be. Especially this day and age. No, I mean, we literally like wanted to join a church after we got married and specifically one of our requirements is joining an inclusive church one that like allows like openly gay clergy and like all of those things it's like mm-hmm. i don't really care if it's baptist methodist presbyterian whatever but if you're not cool with the gays like we're not going and we are a heterosexual married couple like no it i think that's like values you know so whatever. absolutely i remember this was a long time ago and i or i guess it wasn't that long ago but um kyle had a case where a like it was a gay couple and someone tried to hit one of the guys like with their car and it was like an absolute hate crime and oh yeah yeah and kyle was like going on about it and he was like you just, you just can't do that you can't do that to people you just no. can't do that it's just like it's just crazy and like i don't know i yeah i, I i'm pleasantly surprised and i've been happy to see how many uh, inclusive churches and congregations there are though so it's a step in the yeah, right direction that makes hey, me feel I good think, I think I don't want to assume because it was the 1800s but I think 2020 Harriet Tubman would have been proud she seemed very progressive she seemed like a game changer she was a bad bitch she's like anti-slavery obviously it affected her but still she wasn't just anti she like acted on it yeah she wasn't just talking about it she like got it done she saw injustice and she's like I'm gonna do something about this it still. I mean, it was the 1800s, so I don't really know how she felt about it, but I would say that if Harriet today, I think she would agree. Oh, if Harriet <laughs> existed today, she would for sure be on the steps of the of like the Supreme Court building, like they have the same rights as anybody else. Do not take their health care.